Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you for listening. It's really a pleasure to have you with us today. And um, my next guest is Nathan Mum from Elite Executive Services. And uh, Elite Executive Services is an IT CIO on-demand service that provides high-end CIO services to small and mid-sized businesses while providing leadership groups across the U.S. for technology companies. So technology is a topic that we're all interested in these days. Nathan, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me, Bill. My pleasure, Nathan. Hey, before we get into um, talking about uh, what, what's going on uh, with technology um, these days, um, tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background and um, what Elite Executive Services is all about, please. Sure. I started my career working for a small company at the time of about 3,000, 4,000 employees in 1993 called Microsoft. And so... I worked for them for them. over 10 years. You've heard of them? Oh, that's great. Yes. So I worked with them in the uh, executive support model. I worked with them on the Xbox uh, hardware launch, and then I also worked on a product called InfoPlus, which was a predicator to SharePoint that everybody uses today. So I had a large group that I worked with there. Retired in 2004, 2005 uh, from Microsoft, and then I uh, decided to invest into a minor league basketball team. So if you ever want to figure out a way to lose $14 million, I'll tell you (laughs) that if you invest in a minor league basketball team, it is a perfect way to enjoy life and suck away a lot of money. But it was really a great opportunity. Um, I did that for four years had a great time on my bucket list, and then I became the uh, uh, kind of chief operating, chief technology officer for a company called Vulcan Inc. I was in charge of their executive services as the director of executive services there, and so I worked with the co-founder of Microsoft, Paul Allen, for five years. Then I worked at a startup MSP service called Blue Zebra Technology, and then two years ago, uh, kind of went out and have been doing uh, Envision slash Elite Executive Services for the last two years. So back in the days when you were with Microsoft and and you know doing working on the Xbox projects and things like that, when when you were start working on those types of projects, did you all have any idea what would what what changes that would inspire in the world and and create in the world? No, no, not at all. So really the time when the original Microsoft Xbox was released, we actually uh, sold it as a concept 
um, which Microsoft was really excited about, their Windows CE operating system and their programming language. So when we actually sold that, that idea, it, we had no intent to understand exactly what the Xbox uh, unit was going to be like, and it was really sold as a complete you know, back in the time. But uh, it became pretty successful now. I think that's the number two all-time gaming unit in, in, in that market. Yeah, and I think that you know the the it's amazing. I would imagine to look back uh, all those many years ago and and see what's transpired, and to think that at at the time it was just hey, we have an idea. Let's let's do this. We have this new technology. Uh, now, since that, when you start on a new project, do you think it's going to go as big as Microsoft? So, you know, each project that we take on is different. Each person has an idea sometimes of their product being the next large, big thing. And then some people have uh, that we work on with our projects, just a, a simple task that needs to be done or accomplished. So I, I don't think anything that we've worked on particularly plans to be successful, but we have done a couple other large projects since that time, and they have become pretty successful, especially in some of the COVID-19 uh, issues that are going on right now in the industry. We worked with a uh, startup medical group here just about a year ago, and so they're being very busy and successful right now with the current issues in the environment. Now, how does the, the uh, CIO on-demand service work for a company, you say small and mid-sized businesses, so someone comes up with a concept or idea and they, they, it starts to grow in their technology department, they realize they, just, they need someone with experience but not full-time, is that what, what we're talking about here? Yeah, so the idea with the CIO services is instead of a large organization having to pay for uh, a CIO, uh, maybe they can use that money more for their internal teams, and we'll come on in and do a final amount of time per month with our largest contract of our 15 hours a month for our, our customers, and then we go all the way down to five hours a month. But uh, they engage us, and we provide them those services of expertise for contracts, for big picture thinking, for the look-ahead models that they need to do, and then just review of current IT spend to make sure that they're in line with what that company wants to do or, or using best practices to manage both financial decisions and their IT decisions at the same time. Yeah, so the, the notion of um, fractional C-suite executives uh, for small and mid-sized businesses has certainly taken root in the CF, the the, the part-time CFO, um, part-time marketing, uh, experienced marketing people. So this is the same concept in the CIO space. And again, with your uh, with your knowledge and your contacts, that could make a huge difference. Um, but as opposed to maybe someone who doesn't have as much experience um, being in a full-time position, right? That's correct. Yes, and it's the idea that since I've worked with large organizations and our three other staff members have also, that we have that expertise and experience and all of us have been C-suite individuals providing guidance for other large companies. And so pulling our resources now together, we can now have 10 or 15 clients that we're working with within a month and be able to apply best practices and new technologies that we may find for one of our clients across all of our clients. So we actually have found it to be much more okay, 
edge much more on top of technology than you would if you have uh, in your current staff that maybe has been with your organization for 20 or 30 years, but really isn't staying up to date with the newest and greatest technology events that are available and pricing, but more just have been there forever type of deal. This gives them the opportunity to expand and, and have additional services at a fractional cost. Now, a lot of our um, listeners are in the in business where they have they they belong to a peer group like a a Vistage Worldwide or a Renaissance or any of the other handful of of uh, peer groups where executives go to basically confidentially talk about their issues and situations. But you have leadership groups that are different than these other peer groups out there. How are they different? So we, so we, yes, we have. Uh, they're called technology leadership groups, and so there's tons of groups out there that talk about executive coaching, executive leadership, um, executive sales, how to increase the bottom line of uh, certain items that can increase their business aspect. But our technology leadership groups focus mainly for that CIO, CTO, and maybe even that senior management. Uh, group manager of the technology department because we meet and we speak for two and a half days on technology solutions for businesses. So the newest, greatest Salesforce aspect widget that may be available, um, the new offering from Microsoft Office 365 that could become available, um, keeping up with the technology and the new features and functionality so you don't have to necessarily spend uh, on new products but purchase uh, the existing upgrade suite selections. And so our groups meet. We discuss that. We have 40 um, managed service providers and IT company and IT consultant companies that are a part of our leadership groups. And they're a day and a half remote quarterly, and then we have monthly meetings of talking about technology items at this time. Now, are you, are you currently adapting a, uh, a virtual... Uh uh, version of that. So, so we, so we have just changed one of our dates when our large event was going to be in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So we've pushed that back. We have opened up some COVID nineteen technical resources. We have a couple series that we have done that we had open to uh, large groups of sections of industry, and the growth of that has been. Um, exponential to to hear about some technology solutions that are available in our current situation. But as far as the technology adoption and the virtual meetings, we had those set up a a long time ago, so we are just continuing business as normal. Besides the the medical uh, issues, uh, will COVID-19 and all the restrictions that have come into play, the changes in our daily lives, create a large number of new technology-based companies and ideas? Well, absolutely. A lot of our um, companies had very great designed websites, very nice and and very interactive, and whether video or or still pictures or information. And so we have been working with a lot of our current customers to implement additional chatbots. Also, uh, a lot of applications so we're all used to touch screens right if you go into your local McDonald's at least up here in the Seattle area everything is touch screen right so you go on in you order your Big Mac on this large touch screen you'd order this you'd order that 
a lot of our small businesses have adopted to the touchscreen technologies, and so we're actually working with our current customer base to develop uh, personal apps on your phone for each of the areas. So instead of going green, do a simple QR code scan, download an application that's customized for the same experience but on your handheld device, and being able to do those services directly from that instead of the large touch displays. The acceleration of technology is, is going to be tremendous, I think, as people try to figure out ways to not be so uh, reliant um, on uh, on people doing people doing such. You know, we were already there, right? We were moving towards this. I think this has accelerated and pushed people to adopt uh, maybe technologies they should have adopted a while back. What do you think, Nathan? Yeah, no, I would agree on that. I would agree. I, I think there's a lot of people that are probably doing just fine right now with the current situations that we've had because they've prepared. I think there are a lot of companies that had on their roadmap to make some of these changes in the upcoming year or two, and I think they're aggressively moving to adapt quicker than that. So they're uh, generating a, a much quicker uh, time of acceleration for their projects. And then I think a lot of smaller businesses, and, and we're talking one or $2 million businesses that are saying, how can I do my standard whether it be an electrical company or a plumbing company or, or anything to that extent, how do I provide my services in, a, in an informative manner using technology now instead of the traditional call me and we'll come on over and sit on down and have a conversation with you. How, uh, how would our listeners find out more about the um, technology uh, leadership groups that you, you offer and um, what's the best way for them to learn about that? So, so the best way, easiest way to, to contact us is to visit our website. So it is www.ee-services, uh, so ee-services.com, and you can go and you can learn more information. It talks about both our leadership groups there and our CIO on-demand services. And then, um, or, or they could reach out and, and send a generic uh, email to hello at eeservices.com if they just want to get into our general gate of, of our sales reps and our uh, support technicians. Or if they want to reach me, by all means, after this uh, program, they can reach me directly at Nathan. Again, that's N-A-T-H-A-N at eeservices.com, and, and we will reach back out to you. I will promise to do that within the same day that you send me that message. Nathan at eeservices.com. Really, really in interesting information. Very interesting. I'd like to keep in touch and learn more. I think our listeners would really find um, learning more about these technology leadership groups. What a tremendous opportunity to, to um network with other executives in the technology space and maybe find some strategic alliances that uh, might take you, maybe never you uh, would be able to find these types of uh, relationships. So sure. thank you, um, Nathan, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Look forward to the next time that we speak. All right. That sounds great. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.